warning, this does have some crazy language. been a hot minute since I've seen every single one of you. Actually, not really have seen since you've have li- since you've listened to me. I said you have. Okay. Out of the way. It's been a universe or two since I've seen you. Let alone a week. And I'm absolutely, absolutely, absolutely bored. So. Today is just an introduction as to who I am. Since my other two friends are not here, and they haven't given an introduction just yet, uh, we're here to just give my introduction first. As you could have heard from the account, or you didn't see the account from where I'm recording this, but I'm known as Chris. Chris Pannington, something like that. Which is an anagram for my real name, which I shall not disclose, like I said it in the trailer. Now... There's also other things that go along to my name. There's also a chart. If you know what a birth chart is, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. So, give or take these following things that I've known from my chart. I will read through this book I have right in front of me. I have way too many books, but... This is kind of like the main frame of what I am at this moment. So, there, there's these three big, big things. Okay, my bad, that is a plane out there. <laughs> oh, it's stupid. But, since we're going to get into this introduction, I want to start off with the sun sign, which is known as yourself. Which is also your conscious mind to some other people. I have that. Okay, let me just finish off the transit. The transit for this is usually the month or day. It takes around 30 days for the sun to go in, like, to finish one sign off. And I was born January the 2nd, so I'm a Capricorn, which means, like, my sun sign is Capricorn, which means this. Controlled self-expression, practical, authoritative, conservative, dogmatic, reliable, and rule-abiding. The sun in Capricorn is resilient in the face of setbacks and stalwart over tasks. Okay, so let me just get you a gist as to what I'm reading through. Is the Astrology Bible by, or, yeah, the Astrology Bible, The Definitive Guide to the Zodiac by Judy Hall, circa 2005. Pretty much. Now... Onto my moon sign, which is known as, like, my inner inner self. What I'm known at home, what my emotions are, what I'm based off of in my emotions. Now, mine has the most influence. My sign and, like, the sign I have for my moon is the most influence. So, it's, like, exalted. It's extra. It's there. Exalted has EX in it. So, it's extra. If you know what I'm going with this. Having that in Taurus which is an exalted placement in the moon, it gives me this definition. Emotionally entrenched, faithful, possessive, and unimaginative, with an ingrained habits and a powerful maternal instinct, the moon in Taurus craves security and abhors change. Very, very true. 
as for myself, I'm a foodie. I do not mind what I eat as long as it keeps me happy and, you know, attuned to my senses. Being unhealthy and unwell don't come to mind when I'm eating, which is quite fucked, really, (laughs) considering the world we live in, which is, yeah, filled with fast food, so it's kind of just, ugh. Now, Mercury, the planet of communication and how you say shit that comes out of your sun. There's a difference between your conscious mind, which is the sun, and what you say from that conscious mind, which is, like, what you say. What you say from the conscious mind, which is Mercury. I have Mercury in Sagittarius, which means philosophical communication, broad-minded, tactless, with potential for bigotry and hypocrisy. If you mean by bigotry... Yeah, I may have joked about supporting bad people, but that's only, I said, I said joked, so it doesn't really mean I would actually do it. Oh, and yeah, with the world we're living that's so PC, yeah, it's fucking trash, I tell you. Ugh. Hey, like I said, I'm a bigot, so I don't give a crap. Uh, also about Mercury in Sagittarius. Mercury in Sagittarius craves intellectual challenge and seeks the answers to life's big questions. Like, why the fuck does PC have to exist? Being politically correct. Look, nobody is correct. Not even fucking Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, or even for that matter, Joe fucking Biden. He was near damn a molester to me. Yes, I was born in a Republican family. I don't give a crap about what I do. Okay? As long as I feel like I can do stuff you know, and get my point across. We all have different opinions, we're gonna leave it at that. Now, instead of that segment, we're gonna move on to Venus, the planet of, well, the one of the two planets that relates to, like, how you love. Venus is just, like, the classical Cupid. Like, Cupid with the bow and arrow shooting people down to make heart eyes and whatnot. That kind of Cupid. Now, having Venus in Aquarius, which doesn't really have anything exalted in a fall and like a dominant or like at home area or even something completely different. I forgot. Was it like detriment? Let me see. I mean, yeah, that. So my Venus is in Aquarius, which means I desire emotional freedom. Companionable dis. Oh, wait, okay. Sorry, my brain is doing weird stuff. Dispassionate and magnetic, Venus in Aquarius falls reluctantly in love and is attracted to unconventional intellectual types. So, you know, like the classic people who who are like, oh, we're gay and stuff. Like, yeah, I get you're gay, that's cool and whatnot. I mean, if I were to, and I'm, I'm pretty much pan, so I can just date anybody. But originality is kind of a big thing for me, so I like to dress up in a tuxedo. I like being the dominant one, which plays a part in my Mars sign, which is also about lust and anger, which is the other half of the love planet. And let me just tell you this. Mars rules over Aries and Scorpio. My Mars is in Aries. So that does play a part in of my Venus and Aquarius trying to be like the tough one now. Having both of those planets work simultaneously in the same, like, 
what you call it, gender. They have a masculine and feminine energy. Feminine energy resides in earth and water signs. Masculine in fire and air. Having masculine uh, energy in both of my Venus and Mars placements, yeah, you'll be the big daddy of the group. (laughs) So, yeah, having Mars and Aries that says this, and I quote, yes, it's going to be bad, but it says this, brash, oh god, I have braces in my mouth, sorry if I'm fucking up on assertion, brash assertion, bold, competitive, aggressive, what is that word? Okay, found it. Virile, impatient, and reckless, Mars Aries goes all out for what it desires and is attracted to macho men or dominant women? No. <laughs> Fuck no. I don't like to see dominant women. I like to see that dominant side in myself. Then, if I find a man who's like a sub, let's just say a sub, I'd take him down easy. I would pummel him. If you know what pummeling means, congratulations, you're a cursed human being just like I am and the most of other humans on this planet we call Earth. <laughs> now, moving on from Mars to the giant gassy planets we all know and love, that we hold near and dear. Starting off with Jupiter having the luck side of the four that reside as the biggest macho men of the eight. No, actually, nine planet group. Pluto's in there, too. But he's the far end of the group. He's the last one you're going to think of. Now, Jupiter's transit takes about a year in each sign. I forgot to mention that for the other other planets, but they're different in, in of themselves. Okay, moon. Only about two to three days. Mercury. Damn it, was it 74 days? <laughs> I don't know. Look that one up for yourself. Venus and Mars are around the same, about about 500 days. No, not 500 days, about 60. Why am I saying 500? Okay, it's about 60 days in each sign. And then Jupiter takes a year. Saturn, two to three years. We're moving on to Saturn next, but we're focusing on Jupiter, the planet of luck and spontaneity. Virgo and Jupiter is what I have. Expansion which, you know, expansion of, like, collective mind and whatnot, which is the expansion through mental productivity, gentle, unassuming, and idealistic. Jupiter in Virgo is quietly ambitious. Yeah. So I can, I can be planning schemes if I had to, and nobody would freaking notice. That's kind of a thing. Now, the other macho man, the other tan boy, the one with the ring around his waist... We all know him. Saturn. Now, I have that in Cancer. Which, since Saturn is naturally the ruler of Capricorn, being in Cancer, that's kind of like the fall. Like, the not-so-good thing. Oh, wait, that's not the fall. That's the detriment. Okay. But it's, like, literally, like, the same energy. Detriment and fall are basically the same energy, except one's worse. Now, having... Saturn in Cancer says this, The security conscious placement clings firmly to the past, creating rigid boundaries to protect loved ones. Depression and moodiness are possible. Yeah. Is it? It's like, if my family falls apart, I'm going to lose everything in my life. And when I mean everything, I meant everything in the book. Okay, 
I'm gonna take a break and just take a sip. I don't know if you people are gonna hear it, but <laughs> be aware, you're gonna hear a lot of this happening soon, so. Alright, that's done. That's good. Now, moving on from that, it's one of the bluer color planets, Uranus. No, I am not saying the joke. <laughs> that would be fucked up. Now, Uranus, I mean, he is a weird fellow. This is all about your freedom and whatnot, pretty much. And I have Uranus and Pisces, so it's kind of nice. Also about saying Uranus, you can say it differently depending on who you are. So I have Uranus and Pisces, which means this placement indicates powerful in, uh, intuition at the mercy of strong emotions, resulting in confusion and misdirection. Visionary insights into the nature of consciousness overturn established knowledge in favor of a new perception to the nature of reality. So it's kind of like, I can change reality whenever the fuck I want, basically. It can be, like, my- it can change my views whenever I want. And it takes one thing to affect my ascendant, which is cancer, so when I'm, you know, in a room and I'm very new, which ascendant is also your first house and your first appearance, basically. So, like, I go to 10th grade soon, like I am. I'm in about a few months. And I go into my, say, like, my personal finance class. I'm going to be scared and be, like, a little bit standoffish and be in the back. So, if anything affects my emotions and anybody's trying to hurt me, then I'm gonna have views of very bad things. But, if I came in with confidence and somebody tried to deter me, I would only just think the same stuff, but more of a minute scale where that person is just a downfall to me. And I can't stop that, so I just... In my mind, I'm not trying to literally do it, but in my mind, I'd punch them. Flat on the ground. Like, you can't stop me, I'm going to pummel you. Yeah. Notice I'm saying pummel a lot. <laughs> now... There's another planet where dreams do come true, and it's more about the same stuff, like dreaming. So, Uranus takes about seven years to transit one side. It's another to take Neptune into account that Neptune takes 14 years to transit a sign. So, or 14 to 15 to be exact, I have Neptune in Aquarius, so Uranus rules over Aquarius and Neptune is Pisces. In my chart, that's switched. So, in Neptune, which is about your visions and shit, just like the same thing goes for uh, Uranus, which is like that, but more on your freedom scale, you could touch society in a way, like... It's less PC, it's more like, whatever the hell. But Neptune is much like that, but more in your mind. And I have that in Aquarius, saying, This placement aspires to a humanitarianism and has a vision for a better world. The danger lies in confusing ideologies with rational thought. That's kind of the thing. So, rational thought being politically correct. Let's just say, they have rational thoughts. I can see it. I can see the humanitarianism in it. But 
It confuses me because it's fueled by anger. It should not be con- like fueled by anger. You're a feminist, right? Let's say you're a feminist with neon pink hair and piercings all over your face. Sorry if I'm stereotypical, but we're going with it. And your person is 300 pounds and somebody accused you of just the most minute things like you forgot to send them a tip and you got offended by that. Seeing that makes me mad. It confuses me. Because you don't know how to pay. It's just it's just a person telling you, hey, it's kind of nice to give a tip. If you get pissed for just not giving a tip, like, over the minute thing, why? Like, it's... It's just a re- it's just a nice reminder to be a good decent human being instead of just yeah just don't be a dick especially feminists stop being a dick to everybody will you sorry that was my uranus in pisces and then again my neptune in aquarius <laughs> and finally we reached the last planet out of the 9 no it's actually 10 we're just gonna call it placements, cause the sun and moon are not a planet, but in astrology it is, so I'm calling it a placement. Final. Now, Pluto takes 12 to 30 years. 12 to 30 years to transit a sign. Right now, we're in the midst of a Pluto and Capricorn, but back in 2004 when I was born, at the very beginning of it, we have a Pluto and Sagittarius. This is also a generational sign, so it affects a lot of us, just like Uranus and Neptune do. This is more like a true generation now. So I have it in Sagittarius, much like my other cohorts in the same age. Which means, with Pluto and Sagittarius, this, uh, this generation humanity's idealism is intensifying. However, unworkable ideologies and old ways of being need to be confronted and transformed. So. My family's Catholic, so... Well, let's just say my family's Catholic. They're not really, but let's say they are. And I was to take that and change it. So it can fit my needs to be human or be myself. That is kind of the main skew of my generation. But if you kind of do, like, I have, a, I always have thoughts, different mind. My, my mind is just whirling every second, thanks to my Mercury and Sag, and then my Uranus and Pisces working together at all odds. You know, dreams plus my philosophical mind said, I kind of had a vision where Pluto and the sun would work one and the same. I have a Pluto and Sag, but my ha- I have my sun and Capricorn. Maybe add on my moon in Taurus. It doesn't fit. But I can have those same same effects. My generation may be known for smoking and being an absolute asshole to other generations before like before it. But it's not all that it is, you know. That's why I'm trying to prove a point to most of the baby boomers that we all know and love. And I'm going to put love in bold letters because people can't understand them because they're very sweet people. That we're just as human as you are. We're just wired differently. 
which brings it all back to astrology and the whole chart in general. I am a individual who cares about you, but not in the way that you may think like caring. It's just like, oh, texting you. No, I actually come to your door and give you a gift. <sighs> There's also a point where <laughs> that that gift has some thought in it, but it's creative. You know what it is. I mean, we all know what it is. And then there's moments where it can affect the luck of my job. The luck of my job. Since I have a Jupiter and Virgo, the lucky job I might be getting is being like a doctor or a nurse. Because that's the career they get normally. So having Jupiter and Virgo may mean my career is usually really lucky in the nursing industry. Frick. But other than that, Tuning to Mars and Venus, yeah, I can get pissed off about a lot of stuff, but then there's, yeah, my moon sign, treat me well. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes with your moon sign. Oh, incoming, nope. That belch decided to walk away. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just basically the introduction. I'm just a weird human being just like you and I are. And it just goes like that. Also, if you want to find out more about yourself and your astrological chart, go ahead and... I'm not trying to sponsor it. But one day, I will get ads and get paid. But I'm giving you a mission to finish for me. Go to CafeAstrology.com or just look up Cafe Astrology free birth chart. And then when that website pops up and you see like the first link in you click on and then the whole thing pops up the website where it links to and it has these boxes to put your name date your gender to there's no other option i don't think if there is click that if you need to um then you move on to your birthday just input that you also need your time because your houses count We'll go into the houses next time, but right now it's just like introductions and crap like that. So, yeah. Go to Cafe Astrology, dot, like Cafe Astrology free birth chart and put the data on when you get to the first link after it loads up. Find out about yourself and then have fun with astrology because it is something. Also, if you have any religion that kind of just does not abide by it, I'm not trying to be quite mean to your family here, but let me just say this. Go against your norms. Have freedom in yourself and build your own empire. So take astrology with probably a grain of salt, depending on your religion. But don't treat it with a grain of salt. Treat it with sriracha, maybe. And just put your heart and soul into what you study through it. And then just make it your own. It's, after all, a lot of people make it their own, you know? That's just kind of the main gist of what I'm talking about today. And so, we reached the end of this podcast. My name is Chris. I'm signing out. Oh yeah, further warning. 
you're going to hear a lot of bodily noise in the few episodes to come up, or even for a few more, just like in this episode. Probably some drinks will be opened and shared and stuff like that. That's just the main gist of it. Y'all have a good one, though.